You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask Drone You to everyone here and who keeps coming back here. Thank you very much to all our Drone You members. Thank you. Hope you're enjoying those new courses and to everyone in our props program, helping develop programs and teams. We're grateful for you as well. As always, my name is Paul and I'm not bald. No, you're not. Lucky you. No, actually, I don't mind being bald, but I am Rob and I am. And uh, either way, happy to be here. The only time I don't like being bald is when it's cold. Mm. You know, that's why I, mostly why I wear a hat in the winter is because it keeps my head warm. You know, there is a benefit to being bald. There's a lot of benefits. Oh, well, there are, there are, there are indeed. But this one specifically <laughs> oh, yeah. is about, you know, the light always shines on you. You get this nice shine and glow. It's very angelic. <laughs> As I take my hat off and everybody watching on YouTube goes, ah! <laughs> they're like, they're like, was that a flash filter? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Anyways. Anyways, we are grateful that you are here as always. Have an interesting question regarding the evolution of drone service providers working in broadcast television. Is it drone teams from broadcast TV or is it still DSPs? Well, I think Instagram gives us the answer to a very interesting question. By the way, Kent. Or Ken, excuse me. Ken, thank you for your question. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, it's been well. a little while, as he says in his question. Hey, Paul. Hey, Rob. Jeff from New Jersey. It's been a while. Hope you guys are doing well. I have a question today about the major television networks, I guess particularly in sporting events now. Um, I'm noticing that they're doing a lot of uh, drone footage. Uh, definitely drones, not cable cam or crane cam or anything like that. I can hear the drones. You can see them out over the water at these PGA Tour events and things like that. So I'm just wondering if now part of the camera crew on these major networks is just a fleet of drones and certified operators, Part 107 certified operators, or would they still have the, the practice, say, like five years ago, where they would have probably found a local drone service provider and hired them for the week to take the B-roll and stuff? I imagine the networks just have their own fleet of drones and their pilots now because the, the footage is just integrated as part of the, the telecast. Um, and they, they can switch to the drone and switch back to the land cameras and the crane camera, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. But you guys probably have more insight on that as to what is actually happening than I would. So I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. Thank you very much, Ken. It is, again, really good to hear from you again. And you always ask really good questions um, historically and seems that has not changed. But I think he might be a little surprised by the answer based on the way he asked the question. Yeah, so I, this is something that I've been kind of following actually for a couple of years now um, and specifically following uh, certain drone crews on Instagram because I've been wondering kind of the same thing. And I think it's kind of country dependent because hmm. in countries where live sporting events don't have as large of audiences as they do in America, 
and also have micro drone rules, you're seeing a lot of reporters, news media, media outlets flying mini twos, you know, those drones that get just below the micro threshold and offer the opportunity uh, to get aerials very cheaply and effectively without licensing or regulation. And so I think it is country dependent here in the United States. Obviously, we do not have a micro drone rule, unfortunately. Maybe we will in the future. Um, and I would argue that if you check out uh, Beverly Hills aerials on Instagram, those were the guys who flew the Super Bowl those for NBC. Those are the guys who are flying NASCAR. Uh, they fly a lot of jobs, actually. And this kind of goes back to the last podcast that we were talking about the evolution of skill sets in the drone industry, because the drone that filmed the Super Bowl, well, there were a couple of them. One was an Alta X. The other one was an MFD 5000 from Watts Innovations. And the other one was built by Catalyst Machine Works, which was a coaxial Y6 FPV drone. I have to just say, man, we should have we had our Y6 up and running back up and running instead of using it like a historical relic. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too late. No, it is not too late. Um, But it goes to show we're on the right track just about 10 years too early. (laughs) Well, let's get Peter back down here. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, Actually, speaking of which, I got an email to respond uh, to him. That said, I believe the answer to your question is that DSPs are still getting these jobs uh, in broadcast media, these live sporting events. It's just that the types of DSPs, they're not individuals. They're not the lone wolves. This is kind of why I've been so adamant about like, guys, don't get entrenched in being a lone wolf in a single contractor. The real money and the real fun is built when you have a team and when you can take on these bigger jobs. And and again, you look at Beverly Hills Aerials. They had three teams at the Super Bowl. And I don't know how many people, I'm just kind of guessing from watching their stories, that they had about three to four people per team. So that's a significant, you know, size of of group. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to answering this question of who are getting these jobs, I believe it's the more sophisticated aerial service providers who have teams, they have heavy lifts, they can fly FPV drones, going back to the evolution of drone skills like we were just talking about last show. And they are able to live stream no matter the type of drone. So we're really talking about a significant capital expenditure in live streaming equipment, that live backpack that's like five grand Mm -hmm. um, that runs off a cellular. Um, That said, I think that the answer is here in America, DSPs are still being hired and that you're really not seeing, uh, you know, large... um, sporting events covered by drone teams in these networks. Now, that said, I do believe that some of these networks do have drone pilots on staff, but that they have another primary position as well. And the example is if you look at any time there's a major storm, I always remember the name of the business because it reminds me of lacrosse. So anytime you watch NBC, CNBC, I'm not, I don't watch MSNBC, but in case you watch that too, um, you will see that their footage of any natural disaster always has LSM in the top right corner. And that's essentially um, a person that's able to get where the media teams may not be able to get and get shots that give them the coverage that they need. Hmm. And I always remember LSM because it reminds me of long stick MIDI in lacrosse. 
Um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's why I remembered it. Hey, yeah, I'm me. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure that's what Tom Powers was in college. He was a long stick midi. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Tom, correct Tom me. Tom played? Oh, yeah. That's one of the things we connect on all the time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure I would have been so intimidated by Tom on the field. I mean, like, he, he definitely seems like the stoic, silent, quiet, and I'm going to secretly F you up kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he reels you in with his nice. He makes you feel good. Yeah, he makes you feel good, and then he poke checks you in the elbow, kind of guy. So, but Uh, um, that's funny. I didn't know that. But and that's um, you know these media teams have media buyers, and they work with these contractors. Um, But that said, I think the real heavy producing jobs are definitely going to these more established teams of drone pilots. And there is an opportunity if you're a DSP to become a part of these if you do have a multifaceted skill set. Interesting. So, hmm. yeah, and I think that these, um, like these larger productions, whether it be one of the major networks or um, any other large sporting events, um, X Games, just whatever, um, I, they see an organization or a group like Beverly Hills as the experts in the field, right? Mm-hmm. And so, why wouldn't you use the experts in the field? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. So, become one of the experts in the field is the point. Yes, which means that in, as a business owner, you got 17 hats. You got to get your name out there. You got to get your brand out there. You got to be consistent, you know, um, and you got to always be flying. Don't let rusty pilot syndrome hit you. Anyway. Yeah, and, and real quick, just think about it this way, too, that it actually probably wouldn't make sense for them to hire these people on staff because you need teams. Mm-hmm. You need all this equipment that's going to be sitting there. 80% of the time? That's a really good point. I never thought of it like this. As opposed to the DSP or the group, the team, whatever, that can be moving from job to job and utilizing their expertise and equipment on an ongoing basis, getting better, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it actually makes a lot of sense. It sure does. It brings up a lot of questions for me, too. Like, I wonder, you know, if you go on a film production, you get what's called a rental kit fee, which is 10% mm-hmm. of the total cost per day. I wonder if they get paid that. Now I'm curious what Beverly Hills got paid for the Super Bowl. Um, but again, you got 12 people you got to divvy that out to. So it better be worth it. Um, I'm sure it was. I think another really important indicator to pay attention here. We've been talking about Watts Innovations on and off for a year or two now. That was the drone that the that was flown during the Super Bowl. So I think everyone really needs to start paying attention to him. Uh, by the way, he just got a new building and he just for, expanded again. So I mean, he's 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 hustling. So great job, Bobby Watts. I know I look up to you. So I mean that. I'm not just saying that in jest. So. I'm- don't hear you say that too often. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe him and Bill. He's a good. He's a good business leader too. You know, yeah. I like his perspective on things. But I, from what I've seen, and I've not talked to him personally, but just having seen him in videos, podcasts he's done with you, the way he interacts with you, um, his demeanor is just. I like it. Me too. I don't know why I'm going into all this. <laughs> he is um, not respectful, a but strong. A gr- stoic. Yeah. On that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. If you have a question, ask DroneU.com. Boom. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers 
who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.